Hey guys, welcome back to the Filmmakers Podcast. I am the maker of the Filmmakers Podcast, Andrew Gardner. In this podcast, we cover famous directors for people looking to get into movies, so we hope you stick around and enjoy the podcast on the Filmmakers Podcast. And also, follow us on Instagram at podcast underscore makers for more movie content. And welcome back to the Filmmakers Podcast. On this episode, we'll be covering the influential filmmaker Sofia Coppola. Along with Coppola, we'll be covering four more female filmmakers throughout the month of March, also known as Women's History Month. I find it is important to cover female filmmakers in such a male-dominated field. For years, men have ran everything behind the scenes of films, but in recent years, women have taken a leap forward in controlling films in Hollywood. Just this year, the Oscars have nominated several female filmmakers in several categories, cementing the fact that women are here to stay in Hollywood. A monumental start to a women's run in film is the Oscars 2004 Best Original Screenplay awarded to Sofia Coppola for her 2003 film Lost in Translation. Sofia became enthralled with the city of Tokyo in which Lost in Translation takes place. A young Sofia dropped out of college, took a trip to Tokyo, and immediately wanted to set up shots and locations for a movie she had not made yet. When she began the script for Lost in Translation, she only knew what she wanted to have is the protagonist meeting and falling in love in the Park Hyatt Hotel. Coppola chose to shoot at the Hyatt Park Hotel and other locations because they were part of the loudest and most vibrant districts in Tokyo. She shot in the districts of Shibuya and Shinjuku. Sophia has found ways to elevate the way she shoots small or more famous cities in a way audience have never seen before. From a small town in the suburbs of Detroit to large cities like Tokyo and New York, Sophia always finds interesting ways to find a fun and inviting ways into the city. We'll be covering Sophia's films The Virgin Suicides made in 1999, Lost in Translation, made in 2003, and her most recent film, On the Rocks, released to the streaming service Apple TV in 2020. Before we cover Sofia Coppola's shot style, plots of her films, and themes, let's dive into the history of Sofia Coppola. Sofia Coppola was born Sofia Carmen Coppola, May 14, 1991. Sofia is the daughter of filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola of Apocalypse Now, The Conversation, and The Godfather Trilogy fame. Sophia grew up as a background actor in many of her father's films. She took her largest film to date in The Godfather 3 as Mary Corleone and earned herself the Worst Supporting Actress and Worst Newcomer at the Golden Raspberry Awards and Anti-Oscar Award Show for the Worst of the Worst in Film. This experience disfranchised Sophia from acting in any more films. Sophia would take a chance behind the camera with her first short film, Lick the Star, made in 1998. Sophia has proven she has the ability beyond her father when it comes to filmmaking. When it comes to her style, her style is more optimism, often trumps her style of often trumps her father's style of pessimism. Even in the darker films like The Virgin Suicides, where five sisters commit suicide, the, f- the film seems very much like a coming-of-age style film, and you can't help but feel for the sisters. And even when the two protagonists in Lost in Translation never end up together, you feel it ended on the best terms. When it comes to Francis Ford Coppola, his films often see the characters falling into the dark side of the story. May it be the Vietnam soldiers falling into war that they fight in, or Michael Corleone falling into the mobster family has tried giving up and becoming the godfather. When Sophia started her career in filmmaking, she would often call actions from deep into her diaphragm in order to stay her dominance within her films, and kept the style throughout the years. Now let's get into some plots and themes of Sofia Coppola's films. Sofia's first full film feature was The Virgin Suicides. It is a sorrowful yet fun coming-of-age story following the Lipson family. Mr. and Mrs. Lipson are a very religious family with five daughters, Mary, Therese, Bonnie, Lux, and Cecilia. The film shot often as it was in a dream, yet it is a re- yet in the reality of the film, it is a nightmare. 
Scenes of the five sisters frogling in a field, picking up daisies, and the split screens with the sisters looking longly into the film camera are also intercut with their 13-year-old sister laying in a bathtub as the blood fills around the as the blood fills in the water. The first scene shows a Cecilia attempting suicide for the first time, and in it, the audience feels uneasy as the medics lift her up out of the tub, out of her death tub. The first scene is a way Sophia shows how much of a roller coaster the ride the film will be. One scene you'll one scene you will feel a quench of pain in your stomach, and yet the next you'll feel you'll feel like you'll and yet the next you'll feel like you're having fun along the lips and sisters. After Cecilia attempts suicide in the beginning of the film, the audience has a short glimpse of normalcy when the Lipsons throw a return party for Celia after she comes home and all the neighborhood boys are invited. The night yet ends horribly as Cecilia jumps out of the window and lands on a spiked fence. Cecilia ends her short life and the family must deal with the pain. The scenes after Cecilia's suicide are shot in darker tones to display the pain the family is going through. It is not till the four sisters return to the school that that the shot returns to brighter tones of yellow and orange. The sisters and their parents return to a normal that is that soon will fade away. Lux, the most outgoing and wild child, lips and sister, becomes a main character after the death of Cecilia. Every boy in the school wants to get with Lux, played by Sophia Coppola's favorite, Kirsten Dunst. Sophia and Kirsten develop a big sister-little sister relationship that has been going on for years now. Sophia, growing up in the shadow of her father, created relationships as her cousins Nicholas, as her cousins are Nicholas Cage and Jason Schwartzman. Lux begins a relationship with Trip Fontaine, played by 90s teen heartthrob Josh Harnett. With their relationship growing, the audience can feel more at ease as the movie progresses. Trip convinces Mr. and Mrs. Lipson to let the sisters go to the let Trip convinces Mr. and Mrs. Lipson to let the sisters go to the homecoming dance. The four sisters, Trip, and some of the neighborhood boys head off to the dance. The sisters wear white dresses very similar to the nightgowns they wear and the clothes they often wear within the movie. The white dresses worn often give off the real sense of the virgins within the film. The dress show off that the girls, due to their religious background, should always have should always be seen as innocent virgins. This is why Mrs. Lipton often dresses her daughters in white. But the girls are far from perfect little virgins in that their mother sees them as the girls are often seen smoking in the girls' room, wearing just bikinis when their parents are not around, and when it comes to Lux, making out with anyone, anybody that shows any attention to her. This is, w- this is why the pot-smoking bad boy Trip found his way into her heart. At the homecoming dance, Trip and Lux make out and drink under the bleachers before winning king and queen at the dance. Trip and Lux then spend the night on the football field. Lux wakes up on the football field alone, and the shot is very blue, showing that Lux's virgin status is over. She takes a slow ride of shame home back to her house. Lux and her sisters are then grounded for life and pulled out of school. This is where the, audi- this is where the audience begins to feel an unease of the movie. The only context the girls have are the neighborhood boys across the street. One day, the boys decide with the girls to run away. When they arrive at the Lipson's house, all the girls had committed suicide. The movie ends with the Lisbons moving away and the mystery about how five sisters can kill themselves lives on. Was it due to the religious life they led due to their family, or was it the pressure to adhere to the social norms of their high school? The small town will never know. The next movie to cover is Sofia Coppola's award-winning Lost in Translation. The movie shows a short, one-week relationship between Bob Harris, a famous actor played by Bill Murray, who we will cover again in On the Rocks, and Charlotte played by Scarlett Johansson a graduate student following her husband, John, a videographer for a band touring Japan. Sophia built a will-they-won't-they relationship between Bob and Charlotte 
as it is built into a romance, or is it a father-daughter relationship? Charlotte and Bob meet at the Park Hyatt Hotel Bar. After John leaves to go on the road to, to cover the band, Bob and Charlotte begin the relationship. Charlotte invites Bob onto a night on the town with her friends from college. They spend the night being chased by cops, spending time in bars and house parties, and of course, learning, learning of each other's love for karaoke. The movie is built on the loneliness of two main characters. Scenes of the Charlotte looking out the window on her life passing her by as she sits in hotel rooms while her husband travels, and Bob travels to Japan where he is still famous as he shoots commercials for whiskeys he's never tried. The two spend the first half of the movie by themselves in a lost land. Charlotte wanders the city of Tokyo by herself, and Bob spends time swimming in the hotel pool bar. Spend, and Bob spends time swimming in the pool at the hotel and drinking in the bar. Charlotte and Bob's relationship is built on them being there in an unfamiliar land. Charlotte now has a man that will listen to her and be there for her in Bob, and Bob has somebody that will laugh at her jokes and always wants to be around him. The movie ends with Bob deciding to return to America, back to his wife and family, and leave Charlotte in Japan. It ends with a passionate kiss and a, street, a secret whispered into Charlotte's ear nobody hears. Sophia built the movie on the scene design first, but the script of loneliness and needing somebody is what Sophia felt as she was in Japan when she first dropped out of college. And next film to cover is 2020's On the Rocks. Next to the next film to cover is Sophia. The next film to cover is Sophia's On the Rocks. Next to her directing Bill Murray's Christmas special on Netflix, this was Sophia's first movie that headed right to streaming services. On the Rocks follows Laura, played by Rashida Jones, as she follows her husband, Dean, played by Marlon Wayans. Laura is a writer that is currently feeling some writer's block and has to deal with her family life as a mother, and, this, and she deals with the suspicion of her husband possibly cheating on her. The movie covers the theme of not having confidence in yourself. Laura spends the whole movie doubting if she is worth it to Dean. She often puts herself down as a writer and a wife. The only thing she feels confident in her life is as a mother, and believes that the, that is the only reason Dean stays around. The, as the suspicion grows, Dean's as the suspicion grows, so does Dean's business. As it grows more successful, and he becomes closer to his business partner Fiona. Laura's confidence. Laura confides in her dad Felix, played by Bill Murray, on the situation. This is where it goes from a movie of a cheating spouse to a father and daughter growing closer. When Laura agrees to follow Dean and Fiona with her father Felix, the two grow closer. This is when this is where Sophia adds another element of the filmmaking to her films. A chase scene between Phil, Felix, Laura, and the cab Dean and Fiona and takes place in its quick, high-paced affair. The scene shows that the car chase each other throughout the famous. The scene shows as the car chase through the famous streets of New York. When pulled over by the cops, Laura sees a new side of her father as he talks his way out of a ticket, using sympathy, something she has never seen from her father before. In the end, Laura finds out Dean only wanted Laura in the end, Laura finds out Dean only wanted Laura to see herself as a strong, independent woman that she's that he sees her as. Laura never needed to feel insecure because she always had a loving husband and family surrounding her. Sophia within her film shows how strong and independent women can be. May it be the five sisters who set themselves free from their controlling parents and act as if they're own independent women, or Charlotte who decided to a relationship with an older man that is the age of her father without thinking how others thought of her. Charlotte was the only one Charlotte was the only one look Charlotte was only looking out for herself and making sure she was happy. And on the rocks, Laura learns even though she's a mother and a housewife, she can still be a strong woman worthy of worthy of her husband Dean. Alright guys, 
That's the end of our first episode with Sofia Coppola of Women's History Month. For the next episode, we will be covering the queen of coming-of-age films, Greta Gerwig, and her campy films. So check it out and more on the Filmmakers Podcast. All right, guys, that was our podcast. If you enjoyed it, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast underscore makers. And watch out for next week's podcast. It's bound to be loads of fun as we look at another filmmaker. All right, guys, see you later.